2: and
0: as the church man we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples of indoctrination and godly things
1: if we don't train our kids they will not be able to stand uh-oh Uh oh.
0: erin addison's
1: on american family radio thank you so much for listening i'm Miki. and i'm will and sherry b is on tap uh mm-hmm. helping us navigate the show j mac has the day off and um as I understand we've been having some issues with our phone lines. So yeah, we're gonna try in in the last segment. We're gonna try anyway. We're gonna try anyway. Because I, I really do want to hear from our brothers and sisters on this topic. Um it's just fascinating to me. And now mm. listen, well, I don't wanna just jump right in. We've got some announcements <laughs> to make. Uh, let's talk <laughs> sorry. Yeah, let's talk- a, Hey, it's good to be couple. back. Yeah, it let's is. Let's talk good about to be what's back. going on.
0: Yeah, um first of all if you want to email us email us at addisons at net. addisons at uh, we w- we would love to receive your emails uh, try to get back with you when we can but if you have something that you would like to say a comment that maybe you call and you didn't get through on the, the show addisons at net. you can also follow us on Facebook at the uh, Addisons just look us up there. Also, it's still September, so we still have the By Design Challenge going on, the Date Night Challenge, and I fulfilled my role uh, in Jackson, Tennessee. No, I didn't. no, you okay.
2: did. I mean,
1: maybe I, look, I enjoyed sitting with you, but we didn't even eat, uh, and I'm saying that in such a nice way, you know what, you know what I would say if we were just like at home, I'd be we didn't eat a nothing, well, no, but you know, you can't really call. I mean, it was a wonderful date it was it was yeah, it was a great evening. I had so much great. fun, but you didn't feed me, oh so, I didn't feed you, okay, so well. I mean, I don't know if everybody needs that for it to be a date, but i I mean, I, for one. I feel like I mean, yeah. even if you were to cook something, you make amazing salmon. If you well, were to cook something, okay. I would still take that as a date. But just to say you sat me around a round table
0: <laughs> and gave me with so many other couples a cup and, of water, and, you know, Yeah, but they were eating. <laughs> they were eating,
1: and and we were checking schedules and making sure everything was firing off and oh. going over last minute, making sure we got the questions ready for the game show. And no, that's no,
0: no. <laughs> hey,
1: that's not. Mm-mm. Okay, we so got- I guess it wasn't. I did get a yet. drink of water. So if you want me to tell everyone that's how Will Addison dates his wife, <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to do that. I just, I was trying to spare you and protect. You know, I didn't well, want people to think that you were chintzy.
0: Okay, okay. I fulfilled that over in <laughs> Kentucky. And did I? No, okay.
1: No, <laughs> like this is not working out for you. Like, I mean, don't we had a make whole week me and, tell you know? the truth publicly like that. I, I prefer to talk about these things at home when we can, you know, just anyway, but since Well,
0: it's still September, no. so. Still have some dear, days. Huh?
1: Time is ticking down. <laughs> I, I would hate for you to have
0: to come back in October. Oh no. All right. And let
1: people know. Let people know that
0: you failed. I mean, it's, then it's complicated though. It's not just like let's get up yeah. and go. Like yeah. It's not
1: complicated. We have earned ourselves a fourteen year old.
0: <laughs> you just need to
1: have a conversation with her and say, Hey, look, here's the way things are gonna happen.
0: Man, I'm gonna see um, if I can have yeah. some grace to extend this challenge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> huh?
1: dear. <laughs> Dear, don't move the mountain. Man. You got easier options than moving the mountain. Um, I don't want to have to come back on October 1. Well, and- don't. And then Don't be- <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what I'm gonna say. You're like, but it can't be good. It just can't be good. You're just preemptively like, it can't be good. I just don't want to come back and have to be like, all right, and we will be okay. Uh-huh, like you see, know what I mean? I don't want to demote you. Um, I I don't <sighs> want to do that. You know, but if, if you if you push my hand,
0: oh um, man, okay. Anyways, no, well, it's
1: okay. You're you're no, always no, will I the great, got, even if you don't take me on a date in September. <laughs> it's fine.
0: I still have a, a few days. Don't count me out. But uh, Mm, so the by design challenge was to have a date night, was to attend the date night that we were having in Jackson, Tennessee, which went well. I met Mm -hmm. a lot of great people. It was an awesome time. But also, if you couldn't do that, to have your own date night and make sure that you uh, take pictures and put them on our by design Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Hashtag BD date night. And so mm-hmm. it's still September, so you still have time to do that. I still have time. <laughs> oh, man. Although I, I feel like I had a date night with a, um, a, a couple hundred people. You know what I'm saying? But it's anyway. It's interesting
1: how you feel that way. It's so, <laughs> it, it just it's shows the night. dynamic. That should it cover it. The d- Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Mo- huh? Moving along.
1: Okay. If you want. So,
0: <laughs> I just want to say October 21st through the 24th, we are participating in a conference called uh, the Disciple Life Family Conference. Uh, this conference will be happening in Plano, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's October 21st through the 24th. And to register, you can register today at NDCBF. I know that's a lot of letters, but
1: hey, let me say something. Hey, I, hey, I know I'm interrupting coming, your announcement, you know? okay, and this go is ahead. I'm I'm so sorry. So <laughs> I was listening to Wednesdays with Will, yes, and I heard you make this announcement, and so I was listening as a person. Well, listening. (laughs) And I thought, there's no way I'm going to remember those letters if I want to go to the website to Uh register for this very important conference. Uh And so I thought, how else can we tell our listeners about this family discipleship conference that's happening in the Dallas area? Yes. So I know we have a link on our Facebook page, don't we?
0: Well, yeah, we posted this. on the Facebook page. I'm going to have to so post it again so it can come it back it up. Near yeah. Near the top. Yeah. Near the top. Uh but if you I think if you go and I have to check but the, it's the North uh Dallas Community Bible Fellowship. Uh, so that will help, yes, right? That's the name help of you the remember church. the Okay. Yes. North
1: Say the name again. North Dallas. Dallas Uh-huh.
0: Community Bible Fellowship. Okay. And yes. so
1: then the the registration the letters are the beginnings of each of those Yes. titles, right? <laughs> Just so they, I'm just trying to help people. Yes. I'm just trying to help people so if they get turned around, uh-huh. they remember the name of the fellowship. They remember yes. the name of the church. Yes. And then it might. Anyway, I was no, just you, trying to be that's, a helper. That's
0: that's great. That's great. Okay. That's All great right. help. So, North, North Dallas Community Bible Fellowship or NDCBF.org uh, slash disciple life. And we'll put this on the Facebook page. Uh, and if I can, maybe I can put it in the. Uh, show notes you know maybe so people can see it there oh yeah Yeah. that's a great idea we'll do that but it's october 21st through the 24th It's gonna be a great time of exploring how to strengthen our families as far as what can we do to help uh families to educate their kids and disciple their children you know uh ways that we can talk have these hard conversations about what's going on you know in, in our culture as far as education and being able to homeschool and mm-hmm. and do some things where the church can present some uh, uh, support and also some great ideas on how to help walk alongside families, yes. you know, to to make this happen. Yes, yes, it Absolutely. takes the church. It, t- it the really church does. has to do something too, you yeah. know. Um, and I, and I think we're going to have some great solutions that's going to be talked about. And I know Pastor Dames, man, God has laid some things on his heart mm-hmm. as far as his church and what they're going to do to help uh, help out. So. Yeah, yeah it'd be, it's, it's going to be great.
1: It's fantastic um, to think about the church really um, kind of showing up and being the church. Mm-hmm. I, I am always um, kind of in awe at the ability and the willingness of um, those who are the purveyors of wickedness mm. to really like kind of get together yeah. and purvey to, <laughs> their wickedness. Right. Like they know how to provide support. So they they would say to a parent like, oh, oh, well, you need child care. Mm. Oh, you no, no, we got you. We can mm-hmm. we can take care of all of that and you've got very powerful and very wealthy people who are willing to fund all kinds of things so that they can grow their coalition of wickedness and indoctrinate your children. And for some reason, um, the church has been slow to recognize this. There are very many parents, uh, we know because we hear from you, who would homeschool their kids or would seek alternative educational options, but it is just out of reach for them, maybe because of finances or maybe because of the dynamic of their home. You know, if you've got uh, a single parent family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the mom is working and, and then the mom is saying, I don't want that to mean that I don't have any control over what my kids are being taught. Um, mm-hmm. That can feel like your hands are tied. Right,
0: right. And that's
1: frustrating. And I think that's where we as members of the body of Christ, we've got to put some feet and some hands to our admonition. If we're saying, hey, know what's going on in the schools, know what's happening, and then respond, and then you've got a parent looking at you going, okay, I get it, I believe it, I see it, I read it for myself, but I also, I mean, the kids are going to want bread. They're going to want, you know, you understand what I'm mm-hmm, saying. Mm-hmm. So this is where the church has to respond. And this is what Pastor Dames is doing. And and I think this is incredible because if we could replicate this across the country, like if we could have, this is what the, um, oh, I forget the name of the church that did this in Texas when you had the Obama bathroom oh, mandate yeah, that first came yeah, out. Yeah. The pastor was like, these church doors will be open. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Bring your kids here. Do not bring your kids. I mean, if we could be that outraged and and put our outrage to action, I mean, it's just amazing in my mind to think or to consider what might happen and what might change. I mean, we might actually get to be salt and light. Hmm. We might actually provoke the world to look at us and to see that we are in it but not of it. We have not subjected ourselves to the necessity of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, We can do these things. I mean, you know, the Lord would not um, require us to occupy or to be salt and light if we couldn't do it, if we couldn't Mm. take a stand where the stand is necessary. So anyway, I I, I appreciate Pastor Dames and Mm -hmm. their congregation there. They have done some incredible things, some incredible things to make this happen for their congregation. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: Yeah. Anyways, um so you can you can learn more about this if you go to our Facebook page. Um as was suggested by the lovely Sherry B, we will pin this notice or, or this announcement uh to the top of the airing the Addison's page so that whenever you go there you'll see it. And also as will the okay uh great just <laughs> all right. As will the great you got three days to make it right. As will the great just suggested, we will include it in the show notes. Amazing things can happen in three days. Hey. I'm just kidding. Um but you you you've got 3 days. Um all right, let's man, let's get into the thick of the discussion today. Okay. We uh, are, are we ready?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're okay. ready.
1: All right. Um so today the question is what does it even mean? What does it even mean? It even and mean? and and I'm wondering um based on this research that has come from George Barna, who mm-hmm. now directs research at um, the Cultural Research Center of Arizona Christian University, mm-hmm. um, his report is asking the same question, what does it mean when people say that they're Christians?
2: Mm. What does it's it great, mean when people say that they're Christians? Question.
1: It's a great, great question. <laughs> and what the um, the researchers have found there at uh, Arizona Christian University mm-hmm. is that when a person claims to be a Christian, um, what they are actually saying varies. Mm. We knew this, though, right? We knew this. We just didn't know the extent to which this were true, um, that people in America claiming to be Christians, Mm -hmm. um, hit or miss, may or may not have a biblical worldview. In fact, what we do know is that among people who claim... To be Christian, Mm -hmm. only 6% of those people have a biblical worldview. The researchers over at Arizona Christian University have actually coined, I don't know if they've coined it yet, but they have developed the term integrated disciple to Mm. describe this group. It's a small group, only 6%. I'd like to consider myself in that number. And hopefully our listeners consider themselves in that number. And I'll tell you why, because this is the group that lives and believes and practices what they say. Yeah. So they believe that their faith and they believe that the word of God is authoritative and that it must and does inform every way that they live. Mm. But now here's a startling thing. As I was looking at this report, it's about nine pages in length. I was looking at this report. Um, the startling thing to me about that is that even among the integrated disciples, only at six percent, there's still a percentage of that small percentage that have some things that are a little bit wonky with them. So they get a lot of things right, but there's still something, <laughs> man. And, and so 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 then again, mm-hmm. you go back to square one, and you're like, well, I don't know. You know, do I need to call myself an integrated disciple? I don't right. know because
0: even among those, labels are dangerous. The, I mean, they know, are very you dangerous. You gotta watch them. Yeah, they
1: are very dangerous. So, we're gonna get into it. I, I wanna, I wanna take a, um, I wanna take a jab at one of the more alarming things Mm. to come out of this report. All of it is alarming, okay, to say the least which by the way, if you go to the show notes we will include a link to the full study and then also to the news article about the study, it it comes from the Christian Post Um, but I want to take a stab at one of the more alarming things uh, and then, you know, if time permits we'll talk about some of the other things and then we want to take your calls, get your response to this Um, but look, guys, we are going to have to increasingly define our terms when we say that we're Christians, we can't just take for granted that people know what that means. Or when a person tells us that, we can't take for granted that they know what that means. That's right. So we're going to have to define and redefine, making sure that people understand what we're saying. Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We will grab this break and we'll be right back.
2: Screaming out, set me on fire, set me on fire, make me a blaze till my heart expire. Set me on fire, set me on fire, as I give you praise and lift your name higher. Lord, set me on fire, set me on fire, make me a blaze till my heart expire. Set me on fire, set me on fire, as I give you praise and lift your name higher.
1: Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's On American Family Radio. We appreciate you spending this hour with us. If you're listening to the podcast at a later time, thank you so much for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that is so significant and we appreciate it. It's so wonderful to meet you um, when we have the opportunity to be out and about yeah. and to hear that the Lord <laughs> is using the fish and loaves of this broadcast um, yes. to have any kind of impact on your life uh, is significant to us. And so I I, I just want to say that I, I had um, two interesting Two very interesting encounters. Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. At the Ark Encounter. Two very interesting <laughs> encounters at the Ark Encounter. And um, it was such a blessing to meet um, a dad and his wife and his family. They were all there. And they had come because they saw that we were broadcasting from the Creation Museum and thought that we might um, be at the Ark Encounter. And, and then there we are in this massive, inside this massive Ark, um, which is just incredible. And, um, and, and we meet them. We run into them. That was something that he set out to do. And so it was incredible to, to, to just be able to meet them. Yeah. And then I had an additional um, an additional encounter whereby I uh, rolled over the heels of um, somebody else who was uh, walking through the arc. I, uh, it was an accident. <laughs> and And so but the person who I hit with the stroller because I wasn't paying attention. I tell the kids all the time, don't walk if you're not looking. <laughs> And I was doing that. You're inside this structure, and there's so much to look at. So So I was just slowly moving along and and not paying attention. And I hit somebody's heels, right? And so the first thing I did, guys, look, love me or hate me, all right? (laughs) But you will get the truth. The first thing I did was look at the shoes. Because if it's one of the Addisons, (laughs) eh, you know, I mean, we're gracious to each other. We roll over each other's heels all the time. So it's not as urgent. Well, I look down at the shoes and I notice, oh, I don't recognize those shoes. Mm. So then I look up and I, I'm so sorry that I rolled over your heels. I am I am so terribly sorry. Please forgive me. And and then um our family and the Lord, man, they recognize my voice. <laughs> they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I'm then I'm really embarrassed.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what was really cool about it? And we had we had an exchange there and, and kind of got to laugh about it. It was really cool that um that they didn't come off the top ropes at me you know what i mean like that's why there were no children on the ark <laughs> <laughs> you guys with your strollers um but it was it was great uh, we had a great time and yeah. and anyway great to be back always a, a wonderful blessing to be able to meet people who enjoy the program <laughs> what we recognize and this is true family this is true you have many options for commentary on the issues of the day yeah so many options And you choose to allow the Addisons to banter back and forth daily inside your car or your home or your earbuds while you're on the treadmill. This look, this is hugely significant and we appreciate it. So those stories um, to say that. All right, guys. So here's the information. As much as I think I know exactly where I'm going to start with this, once we get going, I'm like, ah, there's so much I want to just download. So I will tell you this ahead of time. Again, we'll have links to the actual study. And then we'll have links to the news story that I'm referring to, because I want to make sure that I get into the point of the discussion today. Um, But first, let me say this. So at Arizona Christian University, um, they break down the descriptions of a Christian, and this is going to be important as we get into this discussion here. So um, of American adults who identify as Christian, they self-identify as Christian, there's One hundred seventy six million of those Hmm. roughly sixty nine percent of adults in America identify as Christian. Excuse me. And that number is a shrinking number. Right. Like, I mean, if you if you think about that, I think we hovered in the 80s for a long time as far as percentage goes. But that number is a shrinking number. So you got sixty nine percent. But here is something that's important to know that uh, Arizona Christian does that is different from, I think, other polling um, outlets or researchers is that they break that down to help us really. And this is this is what's important to Christians, mm. to genuine Christians. Right. Yeah. That we know what the Bible says on issues. Right. And and we know how to rightly define what a Christian really is. And 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 there are certain things that we must believe that are non-negotiable, non-negotiables, that if we don't believe those things, then then we're not a Christian. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, And I think mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm having a hard time. I think more and more, we've got to be comfortable, and we've got to be able to identify who is mm-hmm. and who isn't in the family.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that, so, anyway, and I was gonna say that's the thing that that we should uh, <laughs> we should know. We should know who we should know who we are 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 fellowshipping amongst. We should know you know what we believe. We and as a Christian, we have to stand on the, the truth of God's word. We can't just go with what. The, the people in the world are saying, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, about about our God, you know, and I, yes. and a lot of times we submit to the teachings and the education of the world to tell the tell us who our God is instead of Come going to on. the word of God, who <laughs> that shows us, you know, clearly who he is, if we would get into it. And so that's right. What we're going to talk about, I think, is very, very when I saw it, I was like, man, shocking, right? That was disturbing because what? I don't want to go. You know, I, I usually run. You will run. Let me so do let this. Let me, me finish. Let me hold back a little bit.
1: <laughs> Thank you for helping me. <laughs> let me finish with this breakdown here because this is important. Um, according, according to this research from Arizona Christian, mm-hmm. um, 176 million adults identify as Christian, roughly 69%. But then they break it down a little bit further. These are what percentage of Americans are self-identified born-again Christians. That's mm-hmm. about 89 million Americans then self-identified evangelical Christians, that's 71 million Americans, theologically born again Christians, 71 million, in the, in the category of being an integrated disciple, meaning that they possess a biblical worldview, that is 15 million Americans. 15 million, that's roughly 6% of adults. 6%.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So... You are in probably a shrinking minority Um, when you believe that the Bible informs all of your faith and practice, like the way that you live your life. And remember, we've talked about this historically, that it is one thing to say that you have a biblical worldview. We like it because it's buzzy in Christian circles.
0: Right. And we see that these numbers are true by just looking around. Exactly right. (laughs) That they are decreasing numbers. That's exactly right.
1: And so... I think it's important to note that to actually be a Bible-believing mm. Christian is to live the Bible where it is prescriptive. Yeah. This is why when we look at the issues and we look at what's going on, all of our encouragement and our challenges mm-hmm. go right back to the straight edge of Scripture. Right. We're saying, like, what do we believe about the Word of God and how is that reflected in our daily living? Right. All right, so having having uh, said all of that, let me turn now to this Christian Post article. Um, and, and I'll just so we've already gone over the numbers here right. um, of an estimated 176 million American adults who identify as Christian, just six percent or 15 million of them actually hold a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. That's according to a new study from Arizona Christian University. The finding was published by uh, the Cultural Research Center of Arizona Christian University in its recently released American Worldview Inventory, which is an annual survey that evaluates the worldview of the U.S. adult population. The study shows in general that while a majority of Americans self-identified Christians, including many who identify as evangelical believe that God is all-powerful, mm-hmm. all-knowing, and is the creator of the universe, more than half reject a number of biblical teachings and principles, including the existence of the Holy Spirit.
0: Man. Man. So
1: there are so many places that we could go with this because oh, there's man. so much information in the nine pages of this study. But I think that this, this mm. article here is a great place for us to start, and we may kind of just spread this out over a few days and talking about what we are actually saying when we say that we're Christian, what that really truly means, and hopefully it'll be eye-opening for some and encouragement for others, maybe a challenge for some. I don't know, um, but I want to focus today on this this portion of people who claim to be Christian but do not believe that the Holy Spirit is real. All right. So in order to get to that, though, (laughs) let me continue with this article. There are some people who say, would you please read more of the article? Because as I'm driving, I want to hear more. So so with respect to that request, here's just a little bit more and then we'll get into some commentary. Strong majorities also errantly believe that all religious faiths are of equal value. People are basically good. And that people can use acts of goodness to earn their way into heaven. At this point, I will remind you again, we're talking about Christians. Mm. Self-identified Christians. Okay. The study further showed that majorities don't believe in moral absolutes. Consider feelings, experiences, or the input of friends and family as their most trusted sources of moral guidance. Mm. Yikes. Guys, if that, if that, okay, I'm never going to get through this. I, I hear you. <laughs> but let me just say, Man. blind leading blind meet ditch. Right. Right? Like this exactly. is what we're talking about. If if you go to other people and use other people, friends and family and loved ones, right, as your most trusted source of moral guidance, hmm. the Bible says when the blind lead the blind, they both fall into a ditch. Hmm. So that's what, that's what that is. what that is. Just so that everybody, because we we could do it in King James as well if anybody wants to stick around for that, right? (laughs) Again, talking about Christians, a majority of them say that having faith matters more than which faith you pursue. If you were with us for the Marriage, Family, and Life conference and then stuck (laughs) around, um, um, (laughs) I kind of mentioned this in the way that we disciple and train our children. We do not teach our children to just have faith We teach our children that faith must be um, spoken of as we speak of fractions. You would never walk up to a person and say, hey, can I have a fourth? (laughs) You wouldn't do it. Why? Because the person would say a fourth of what? Hey, I need a third. A third of what? Mm -hmm. You would automatically need some clarity there. We've got to treat faith the same way. Faith in who or whom? Faith in what? There must be an object. And, and too often, though, what we do is we have these shirts and we have these mugs and they're cute and they can be written vertically. I've seen them and they're cute and they mm-hmm. say faith, but they are so innocuous. Like they don't they don't harm anybody because, you know, it's all all faith, any faith, every faith all day.
0: I mean, George Michael said you got to have faith.
1: Okay, right. You're great. Thank you for making my point. Thank you.
0: So much. I mean, so, you Thank know. you so much.
1: And then also, thank you for putting that song in somebody's head and it's like, oh, oh I'm Will.
0: sorry, I'm sorry. And, then, <laughs> and I'm just like, trying to make a point. I mean, you know. It's
1: like the double mint song. You know what I am mean? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, man, guys, I'm sorry. We're just messing people up today. Songs that you can get out of your head. So anyway, again, why am I saying? That? Majority of Christians believe that having faith. Mm-hmm. Matters more than which faith you pursue. Just have faith. That's, by the way, I do the same thing wow. with belief.
0: Mm. Just believe. Mm.
1: In what? Right.
0: In whom? What's the object? Treat
1: it. Guys, treat it as a fraction. And mm. teach this to your children. Mm. Teach this to your grandchildren. Do not raise children. Do not aid in the raising of grandchildren by teaching them to have faith. <laughs> oh, you know, you're having a hard time. Just have faith. Mm. Just believe. Or we also say keep the faith. What faith? Mm. Faith in what? Faith in whom? Where where are we directing people? See, not pressing this issue, people call this nitpicky. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Nitmeeky. (laughs) Nitmeeky. Okay. Why? Why? Because this stuff matters in eternity. And the results are what we see in culture at large. Yeah. When we don't nitpick, when we don't say, guys, it matters the object on the other end of it. Like this is what we get. That it's so important. I just want people to have faith. If people have not put their faith, their full faith in the finished work, the sufficient finished work of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. then you can have faith all day twice on Sundays. But that does not produce eternity for you. So you must have faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, who secured for you the way to God by being the propitiation for your sin. He stood in your place. You got to teach this to your kids. They're young enough to understand and old, old enough to live it out. But we haven't taught it to them. All right. That's a side note. Mm-hmm. Now I'll continue to move on. This is from George Barna himself. This is what he said, quote, too often. It seems people who are simply religious or regular church goers or perhaps people who want a certain reputation or image embrace the label Christian, he put in quotes, regardless of their spiritual life and intentions. Yeah. Christian, yeah. again, in quotes, Barna continues Mm -hmm. has become somewhat of a generic term rather than a name that reflects a deep commitment to passionately pursuing and being like Jesus Christ. That's facts. No lies detected there. Like, I mean, guys, but this is where we are. So again, getting back to this question about the Holy spirit, Mm. we talk about self-identified born again, Christians, man, some 62% <laughs> twice in slow. Here we go again. 62%. Six, thank you. Well, there you go. That was it. That
0: was the second time. <laughs> Man, <that is laughs> mind-boggling. Self.
1: it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. Okay, this... this,
0: this. Yeah, yeah, they're saying they don't believe in God.
1: Oh, don't beat me to oh, it. When we're no, building. No, you see what I'm happens the, when you... Like, I, I,
0: you know. <laughs> I'm just, yes. you know. Hey. No,
1: you are so right. You are absolutely wow. spot on. That is exactly wow. what is being said.
0: Wow. Okay, I'm sorry, but <laughs> man, No, you're fine. Do not do not. Okay.
1: Some 62% of self-identified Born Again Christians contend that the Holy Spirit is not a real living being, mm. but is merely a symbol of God's power, force, presence, or purity. Mm. Mm. And then this article goes on from here, but I want to stop right there and I want to hang out in this neighborhood. Wow. The Holy Spirit, according to 62% of self-identified born again Christians, self-identified. That means I say of myself, I am a born again Christian. This is why it's a problem to have celebrities that were like, oh, they said they're born again. Yay. Will you come and do this for us over here? Because Mm -hmm. yay, born again. But then we don't define our terms any further than that. Mm. So we don't know what that really means. And now, according to George Barna and their researchers over at Arizona Christian, what we need to do is not just stop there. Mm -hmm. We need to ask more questions. We need to probe just a little bit deeper to know what people really believe. Because you got 62% of born again Christians, self-identified, who believe that the Holy Spirit is not real. Mm. All right. Wow. So what we're talking about is at least agnostic Christians, at worst, atheist Christians. How do you make that work? I mean, that's crazy. It's yeah. oxymoronic. Yeah, it is. All right, we'll grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Ooh. sorry (laughs) he's all right okay he'll be okay (laughs) welcome back sorry to take your microphone sir um welcome (laughs) back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio we appreciate you listening I'm Mm -hmm. Miki
0: and I'm Will and that's Jay Carter with Walk With Me
1: sorry Jay all right Sherry B is over (laughs) in Studio CC want to quickly I say quickly but maybe not so much maybe that's what's gotten us into the mess that we're in Mm. um quickly go to the scriptures no maybe let's Terry oh that's an old word hang out there for a little while (laughs) hang out some
0: good theology going on (laughs) Man,
1: wow. Oh, By the way, guys, I just want you to know, and I say this, we have so many parents who listen to our program who are in the same stage of life that we're in, Mm -hmm. um, raising their children right now, that it's it's happening. And uh, and so we get questions. And I I just want to say, so like with our kids, they range from 14 down to 1. And I just want to let you know that this right here is a conversation that we will have with them. We will take this article. And we will take this Arizona Christian study Mm -hmm. and we will discuss this with them. We will use this as a springboard to fortify their faith. So so I'll give you just kind of this is a practical moment here. Like somebody might say, so what are you guys doing with your kids? Like, how are you training them? How are you equipping them? Well, we're doing doing a number of things. This is one of those things. And let me tell you what it might look like. So um, Will the Great might sit down with this article. And uh, he might, you know, just say, hey, I want to read something to you guys. Mm -hmm. Or I might sit down with this article and I might say, hey, guys, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Right. And just that's how the conversation starts. Guys, this is what we do all the time. And then we might say. Is there a problem with this? So before we give them the answer, kind of what you want to do is you kind of want to take a test there without saying, hey, I'm going to test you to see what you know about the Holy Spirit. Like, I mean, because then the kid kind of is like, ah, here we go. But if you start (laughs) saying, man, hey, look, man, this is amazing. This article here that we read and we're talking about, um, we want to throw this out at you guys. So listen to this. What are your thoughts? And they they just usually start going.
0: And we do the same thing with interviews, you know, uh, certain interviews of people, you know, who are Christians. Maybe they're they're being interviewed by a secular entity and see how they answer questions. And we say, hey, what do you think about this? You know? Yeah,
1: we'll play the interview for the
0: interview. And yeah, Yeah. definitely.
1: Yeah. And bring it to the table and say, hey, guys, we want you to watch this and then um, make some observations about it. Tell us what you notice. It gives us an opportunity to see where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not just giving the right answer, so to speak, but they can actually have a real genuine response because this is a real life moment, right? right? Like if you are in the situation, how do you respond? And so I just will throw this out as a tip that if you do get the podcast later, that you click on those links and that you take this, read it yourself, read it ahead of time, prayerfully ask the Lord to remind you of those scriptures that are going to help you in the discussion so that when you show up to discuss this with your kids, you're ready to take them to scripture. This is what I would do so that I'm ready to take them to scripture and show them how they can demolish this foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the Bible tells us to do to demolish these arguments. That's right. Right. You got a Christian who says the Holy Spirit is not real. Okay. Well, let's have a look. See. As my kids look, our kids mock me because I'm like, let's turn to it. Mm-hmm. Let's see what the Bible actually says. So, again, if you're just joining us, we are talking about this recent um, study or release of uh, research from Arizona Christian University under the leadership of Jar- George, George, Barna, which I think Bar- Barna is uh, is Greek for researcher. <laughs> I- I'd like to know a Christian who does not appreciate the work of <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> anyway. Um. Anyway, okay, back to the article here. Uh, 62% of self-identified Born Again Christians contend, like that's an interesting word that's used there in my opinion, but contend that the Holy Spirit is not a real living being, but merely a symbol of God's wow. power, presence, and purity.
0: That's a problem. Huge.
1: <sighs> it's cuz people get people have grown up largely believing that they get to write their own truth.
0: And I, and I think there's been so so much bad teaching on holy spirit yes. that some people have become disillusioned and like ah uh, yes. you know what and, and and don't view properly what the word of god says about the holy spirit and who mm-hmm. he is that he is actually a he you know and and there's oh, so that's right. so much out there you know and and i've heard people say you know like he's a force or, or, or it's, it's 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 a power you oh, know goodness. but he's god and so i think when, when so many people are getting so so, so much bad theology about this, great point. man, it kind of makes people feel like, oh, you know, I don't know if he if if it's really real or or not. You know, yeah. it's like wow.
1: And it, unfortunately, people will grow up espousing what they have heard, yeah. not what they have read.
0: Right. They will
1: grow up espousing because the thing is, if you go and read to learn about the Holy Spirit of God in the scriptures, you are going to find that your takeaway, if you have been around people who have referred to the Holy Spirit of God as it or as a force or seen the Holy Spirit as the gift that he gives Mm -hmm. or the gifts that he gives, Mm -hmm. which people do, um, you know, anyway, sadly... Then when you read the scriptures, you see, wait, that just isn't true. Mm. That's that's wow. That may have been the tradition that was handed down to me, but that's biblically inaccurate. Right. And remember, we are always striving to get as close as we can to the straight edge of God. We're trying to line our lives up with the word of God. And so you're you're not trying to line your life up with what your church teaches. Come on. Hopefully what your church teaches is from the word of God. Mm. Now, why do I say that? Why do I say that? And people, some people are like, well, Miki, what's the difference? Man, there's a huge difference. Yeah. There's a huge difference. Because if your church ever goes off the rails, you know what the Bible says. Come on. So you can stand against that. Mm. Too often, if you know, if the church goes off the rails, people are not steeped in the word of God. They're going right over the cliff with it. Mm. And it shouldn't be this way. Right. So to the 62%. Oh man. To the 62%. Let's look, okay, and let's try to open the phone lines here. Maybe we can get in a couple of calls at the end here. Okay. 888-589-8840. We'll see how it all works. 888-589-8840. You can comment on what we're talking about today. But here we go. <clears throat> 62% of self-professed uh, born-again Christians do not believe the Holy Spirit is real. And, and so what did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? In John chapter 4, uh, verse 15. John chapter 4, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Hmm. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Hmm. Um, you know what's interesting? What's interesting is that the same Christians, some of them, I, I, I presume, I don't know that for sure, but some of the same Christians might say, well, you know, Jesus did not specifically say anything about homosexuality. He did not say that word with his mouth. Like, Jesus did not say that. So I don't know that we ought to take a position against that because Jesus did not speak to that, which is a lie. Right. It's a lie. But that's not the scope of this discussion today. We can have it if you want. But today I want to stay on track which is sometimes difficult, right? But interestingly enough, the same people will say, now here is Jesus saying that the helper will be with you forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just don't know if he's real. I mean, he's a force, a metaphor for life. Man,
0: um, man.
1: Strength, light, brilliance, airbrush, <laughs> dreaminess. But here is Jesus actually saying who the Holy Spirit of God actually is. mm The other thing that's interesting to me about this is that if you read in John chapter 15, you can start, and I'm saying these scriptures uh, in the event that we run out of time, and there are some people who are listening who want to go back and look at this for themselves, maybe in the discussion with your kids and your grandkids. So John chapter 15, verse 26, all the way through, keep reading, John chapter 15, verse 26, all the way through chapter 16, verse 15. So that's 16, 1 through 15, all the way through, read all that, 15, 26 through 16, 15. Right, so so what do you find there? You find that you cannot even come to God unless the Spirit draws you. Mm. You you find there that it is the Spirit of God (laughs) who convinces you that you need to repent, who convicts you of sin. Mm. So, if you are a believer, if you are genuinely a believer, that was the work of the Spirit of God. Come on, Jesus said as much in the scriptures. So, either these people are not believers, really not believers, or they have not been taught. They don't Mm. understand the work of the spirit of God and praise God, you know, man, praise God that the Lord bears with us in our ignorance and in our weaknesses. There are things that we learn as we grow and in the Lord, as we grow in godliness, there's nothing that says you need to stay in that place of, of, of not knowing. Right. And I'm trying to be careful with using the word ignorant because people can think that it's just meant to be ugly. I mean that in a literal sense, not knowing. Mm. Um, let me let me give a, a few other scriptures here that I think are going to be important. And then we'll go to the phone lines. Ephesians chapter one, verses 13 and 14. Y'all, you can hear my my Bible pages flipping right. <laughs> Ephesians chapter one, verses 13 and 14. Um, Paul, in his introduction, uh, writing to the Ephesians. And I'm just going to jump to it. He's talking about Christ and their hope that is in Christ, that they have hoped in Christ. And then he says in verse 13, in him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, Mm. who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Mm. This is the already, but not yet. Yeah. You have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. When you believed, the Holy Spirit sealed you, guaranteeing that when Jesus comes again, you will meet him. The Holy Spirit is real. Same thing, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Man, the, the Holy Spirit's work, the Holy Spirit's job is critical in our life. This is not an option. Eh, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's like what? Is, is it like heated seats? I mean, we don't need heated seats. I've heard some illustrations, people trying to describe the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you come to God. But why would you stop at just coming to God? Don't you want the Holy Spirit as well? You're not coming to God unless the Holy Spirit is drawing you. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? As if you just get up yourself, you're dead in your transgressions and sins. And you just all of a sudden wake up and you're like, you know what? I'm sick of this. No, it's the Holy Spirit who begins to convict you. The weight of your sin comes to rest on your chest like an elephant. That's the Holy Spirit. You may not know that. You may think, you know, I just feel bad. The Holy Spirit, praise God. The Holy Spirit blesses you to feel bad. I need to repent. Praise God. The Holy Spirit tells you, repent. I feel guilty. I feel bad. Praise God. There's relief for that. Amen. But the Holy Spirit has begun a work that your heart now is turning. Your heart is turning. All right. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. The Holy Spirit seals us. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. There's so much more, guys. And I'm going to go to the phone lines here. There's so much more. The Holy Spirit inside of us helps us to reject the pull of our own flesh the desires of our own flesh enmity with god like our, our flesh does not want what god wants but the holy spirit who lives inside of us helps us to say no this is this is not a metaphor this is this is real and active alright eight nine eight eight four zero. will the great where do we go
2: all
0: right let's go to kimberly in mississippi hi hi kimberly
2: Hello, Addisons. I just wanted to say I really love your program, and I'm trying to try to be quick. um, But I believe what we're experiencing uh, with this study is a direct result of the dilution of the salvation experience. Mm. Um, we diluted, you know, how to become saved. All you have to do is believe. If you believe in Jesus Christ, the God raised him from the dead, you're saved at that point and then that in conjunction with the once save always save doctrine. Hmm. So when you you say once you're in you're never out there's nothing you can do to lose your salvation um at that point why do you really need to live holy and why do you really need to uh stick to biblical principles at that point in time it's you know i know your and my my love for christ and your love for christ keeps us in line um but a lot of other people Um, that's really just not the case. It's not enough for them. Um, Mm, Kimberly, this is interesting. Can I, let me, let me comment on some things that
1: you're saying here, because we're going to run out of time. This is a really interesting point here, because I really hear you saying two things here. And, And now I, I just, I believe that you believe that it is the work of the Holy Spirit to draw us to Christ and that it is the work of the Holy Spirit, which seals us once we come to faith in Christ and believe. So I want to say it is not, it is not just, Oh, I love the Lord. Therefore, I am, I am kept. Mm-hmm. That the Holy Spirit seals us. This is very important that we recognize the Holy Spirit keeps us. The Holy Spirit seals us. The Holy Spirit helps us to say no to ungodly lusts and desires. And why is, look, this is the job of the Spirit. In fact, the, the paraclete is the helper the one who gives aid because of one who is near to this is parakletos. This is the work of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So now what we are saying is that if a person who genuinely comes to the Lord is kept by the Lord until the day of redemption, until the day he comes to take us home, we don't have to live in fear that oh, today I am and tomorrow I'm not. And I don't know, no, because the Lord seals us. So that is very important. However, I think what we are looking at big picture is that many people have been flippant, in that relationship and maybe have not truly been converted. Mm. And that's what we're seeing. Mm. Maybe more on this tomorrow. Lord willing until then.
0: God bless.